0: Hey, my name is John Bonham. Welcome to my podcast, Daddy Confessions. I'm an educator and father of two boys. This podcast is for dads and about dads. We will talk about things that dads are faced with as they go through their journey in fatherhood. This podcast is for every kind of dad, from soon-to-be dads to those dads who are now empty nesters. welcome to another episode of daddy confessions today i am here with an an old friend from high school man you know we've been talking a little bit offline here on some stories of of old times but uh i'm larry potee is a, a friend of mine we went to high school together before i switched high schools banneker senior high school big ups to banneker senior high school um all those years ago who it seems like seems like yesterday uh, <laughs> so larry introduce yourself to the people absolutely i
1: appreciate the opportunity mr bonham uh once again my name is larry potee jr uh we go way back uh uh going back to you know when we were in school which seems like 20 30 years ago or so Uh, But actually, I'm a financial consultant. I have my own financial consultant firm, Citra Associates, LLC. And I'm also a real estate agent uh, licensed in D.C. and Maryland under Velocity Real Estate Group. So if you need any financial assistance, if you need any real estate assistance, I'm your guy.
0: Cool, cool. And so that brings me to why we are here chatting tonight. Uh, tonight, um, Larry and I are going to talk a little bit about how we plan for our children's future. Uh, you know, Larry clearly has the background. He understands, you know, finance better than I do. I, 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 it don't take much, but Larry knows the stuff. So uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about how we plan for and save for uh, our children's future. And I guess, um, Larry, like my first question really revolves around, um, you know, when should parents start thinking about saving for their children's future?
1: Absolutely. That's a that's definitely a great question. I would say as soon as you find out that you guys are expecting, oh. you should start to save at that particular point. Because I know you're, you know, you're in the process of thinking about everything. You're thinking about whether it's the... the The parties, you know, whether it's the, you know, the baby showers, things like that, you're thinking about dedicating a room for, you know, the child and things like that. So you're saving and you're planning for those things. But also, you know, think about 18 years down the road, think about college or thinking about, you know, uh, what you will want the child to have if it's uh, a car in a certain amount of years or if it's a, uh, you know, planning for a trip if you want to take the child to uh on Disney World,
0: Disney World right, right
1: when they're five or right. ten or what have you, or you know, you think about colleges, you think about uh down payments for a house, you know, down the road for them and various things. Sometimes, you know, we look at things that we may not have had and we want to make sure that our child is in place for certain things. So, I guess to directly answer the question, I would say as soon as you find out that you're expecting, that's
0: the time to plan. Wow that that makes complete sense, and that means that we did it wrong. Uh, <laughs> but but you know, but it's it, it 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 makes a lot of sense to to do that to not wait until the child is here, right? But start thinking about those things the the as soon as you know the baby's on the way, because regardless of what you think there's gonna be uh no matter how much stuff you get for the baby shower there's gonna, there's always going to be something else that that kid is gonna need right so um starting a plan putting aside money um you know i guess they say starting off with a nest egg right like um Absolutely. something for the kids and then growing it from there right that's 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 part of it yeah um so it, it, so in terms of that in terms of setting aside money in terms of saving when you're starting out even before the child is born what are some of the things that you can do so they don't have a social security number they're not here yet right so where so what are you doing where are you putting this money absolutely Um,
1: that's another great question as far as and that uh brings me back to what the overall foundation is with uh with planning or financial, uh, just services in general, you always start off with the budget. Like that's always the foundation. And so Mm -hmm. you always have various buckets if you're saving for, if you know uh, you like vacations, Mm -hmm. maybe you should have a vacation account or you're saving for, uh, you know, everybody has outlets. Like I'm big into sports. So you gotta save if I know I like going to sporting events. I need to plan for that. So it's not gonna go on a credit card. So I need to put money away for that or going out to eat and things like that. So uh, basically I would say, you make sure that you dedicate money, you have a separate account for that. Because like you said, there's no social security number. You can't put a name down for that so that you can start to save. So if you wanted to set up a educational account once they're born, you can transfer that money there. Or if you just want a dedicated savings account for that, that lump sum is already there. So it's not like uh you have the excuse to say, well, you know, there's no uh child here, there's no social security number. So I'm gonna just wait until that happens. Like no, you can set aside money and then once the child is here, then you can move it to a, a, another account like a 529 or a custodial account once the child is born.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It's actually it's interesting because I think early on, um, instead of putting, we used to have accounts with, um, I used to have accounts with um, uh, with a company that allowed me to have these um, savings accounts that I could put, I like literally put the kids' names on the savings accounts. So, and that was how I started saving for my boys. So they were just savings accounts. They were opening them in my name, but I was I was putting money into those little savings accounts for them. And then eventually, yeah. when we finally got around to it, um, and opening up their own accounts, um, you know, we did it uh with their name, with their social security number, and they are, you know, on the account. That's their account. Yeah. Um yeah. and so that that was a that was the way that we started doing it. Tell me a little bit about, so I don't know, I should know, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what a custodial account is. Tell me a little bit, what is a custodial account versus a regular checking account? for? Okay. Is that like, keep? does that keep them out of the money? Does, <laughs> how does that work?
1: Well, their name, essentially their name is not in the first position. So you're technically the owner, you're the custodian of the account since they're still minors. And then once they actually become 21, they can actually take ownership of that particular account. Okay. okay. Uh, granted that you give them approval because your name will still be on it, but, you know, their name is on it, but technically not in a uh, ownership position because, you know, they're still minors. Gotcha. So that's essentially, yeah,
0: what the account is. Okay. I need to check and make sure that's the way I set those accounts up because I don't <laughs> want them to clean that joint out. <laughs> and
1: it, and, it sound, and it sounds like that's what you have in place, which right. is good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, well, so okay. All right. So I'll make I'll make sure of that for, for sure. But um, that's that's cool. I, I mean that that's a that's a great point. What about things like the uh the five twenty nine plan, right? I, I've heard a lot about that. We have, um, you know, we we were blessed with grandparents, my, my kids' grandparents, or so my my wife's parents, um, were uh, of the mind to go ahead and start. 529 plans for the kids but honestly until they started accounts i really didn't know what they were or how they could be used so what about 529 plans are they are are they something that every parent should consider um are they are they worth doing how much should we consider putting in those
1: absolutely they're definitely worth uh parents considering uh their uh tax deferred accounts So you actually don't have to pay taxes on uh, the money that you put in and even the growth unless if you actually take the money out and it's not educational related. Mm, So as long as the the money goes towards or is pulled out for educational purposes, you don't have to pay taxes on the money. Uh, Before 529s were geared towards higher education. But I think in the past couple of years, now you can use it towards private school, like private middle school, private high school, things of
0: that sort. Oh, that's good to know. That's good yeah. to know. Cause I, yeah. I honestly wasn't sure if that was uh and that's weird because I work in private schools. I should know more <laughs> about that. But um but I wasn't sure that's they, they were allowing to do that now. But I think I do remember hearing something like that. Does it matter where they're from? Does it matter if it's so if you live in in Maryland, right? Does it matter if the grandparents live in Atlanta or in New Jersey and they started in there. Yeah. it doesn't matter at all and
1: actually one of the the good things about the account is multiple people can contribute to the the account so it's not like just the parents can do it like you said it's the grandparents it's the parents and also just with this day and age i think it's beneficial for especially when you do birthday parties or different celebrations people can actually just give money contribute money to the 529 account so sometimes in lieu of gifts just contribute, Yo. uh, you know, a monetary gift, and that goes towards their college education. And also, another benefit is it goes towards the tuition, but also equipment or tools that go. So, if it's computers, you know, laptops, things of that sort, it just doesn't have to be for the quote unquote tuition, but it can go towards anything that's educational
0: related. Okay, okay, that 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 is, you know what, man, I. All these birthdays. I don't wait. with all these toys <laughs> that keep coming there and the yep. toys keep going out. You know what I'm saying? We could have been putting that money in those 529 plans. Oh.
1: But just just make sure your boys don't know that I said that. Make sure <laughs> <you>. <laughs> they heard it from somebody else, and not Larry.
0: <laughs> but you know, but it's a and that's a great point. And it's and it actually um I think really does give uh, parents an opportunity to you know build those funds without like tapping more into their own pockets right because obviously yeah, you know if you're if you're doing it right as a parent mm-hmm. um, and you're setting aside money for your kids um, already like being able to have that that extra little, you know, amount, whatever it is that goes in there on top of that um, really does help. Um, yeah. So tell me so we should, so as parents, the idea should be, you know, maybe custodial savings account. Yeah. Put money into a 529 if you can as well, maybe, right? If that, that may be what you decide yeah. to do. What other type of you know, saving avenues should parents consider um, as they're thinking about trying to uh, create this kind of, um, I, I guess I keep saying nest egg, like this this cushion for their kids? Yes,
1: I would say uh, in addition to saving, I would say, you know, saving is great, but it's it's also capitalizing on compound interest So I would say in whatever you do, have an investing component to it.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: Uh, You know, because not just saving, because you think, I'm not sure if you know how much money or how much uh, interest rate that you're getting on the money that's in the bank. And a lot of times it's very low. Right. And so what we want to do is we want to allow our money to work for us and not us working harder for the money. Right. And so I will always say, put yourself in a position that you're getting The greatest amount of interest that you can. So I would say investing is always a great way, even if it's just a a regular investment savings account, just like a brokerage account where you're investing in, whether it's stocks or mutual funds or some type of ETF. Those are great ways, even if it's not in a 529 or like you said, in a custodial account. Just some type of mechanism where your money is compounding because it's almost like a snowball effect. Like once you get it going, you can't stop it. And so that's how your money grows exponentially.
0: Okay. And you know, we, so we actually took, so we have a a couple of different accounts that we have as a family, right? We have um, bank accounts, but then we also have our, we have an account with a, a bank, traditional bank, but we also have credit union and credit union give much better returns than, than your, than your regular bank. Why? I don't know. I don't know much about that kind of stuff, but I was surprised and I, I feel like the boys accounts make more money with the credit <laughs> union than they ever would with, with the bank. Right. And it, it, they all taking my money and making money off my money. Right. So, um, <laughs> With with that said, so that's what I did learn. I've learned that recently, um, but what I but with all that said, um, you you mentioned about these. Um, what You just said about the um, um, stocks and mutual, stocks, mutual funds, right? Mm-hmm. And so how I don't know how that just went out of my head, but yeah, stocks and mutual funds and having a an, a an account. you can do that we're not you're not talking about like robin hood you're talking about like merrill lynch
1: merrill lynch yeah you have e-trade you have td ameritrade you have different brokerages where you can actually put money in it's similar to like any actual bank account but the only difference is and just instead of having your money just sit you're actually investing in the stock market right and so 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 we're taking
0: our money the same way the bank is and we are investing it into yes okay gotcha and so and so the good thing
1: is essentially you're doing what the bank does because the bank is investing our money they're making a certain interest rate and then they're giving us a smaller rate because ultimately the bank is out to make money right and so they're making money with our money and so it's up to us to to essentially put ourselves in the the same position to get the middleman out the way and to you know make the same amount of money that the bank is making.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. That that sounds like a, that sounds like a plan to me. And so that then um, creates an environment where you know we are starting the process of creating generational wealth, right? Like because you now have your money working for you, uh, and so as the kids get older, they still have these accounts. Hopefully, you know, money they haven't touched because they can't get into it until they're at least 18 or 21 or whatever the, the number is. Um, and it creates this environment where they have now um, have this cushion for whatever they, they need money for, um, books for school, um, you know, tuition, all those kind of things. Let me ask you this. How does that affect um things like financial aid in school um how does that you know I, I can i can speak for how it affects it at the high school level or independent school level but i wonder how it affects it at the college level because i've always had the running joke that um i probably should stay poor so that my kids can, <laughs> can get financial aid but if, so what what you know what does it mean if i'm saving this money what does that mean that's a, that's a great point.
1: And of course, you know, we can quote lyrics as far as the more money you make, the more problems you get. Right. So, uh, you know, that's a, that's a, a fine line or you have to figure out that balance because of course, you know, the more accounts or the more money you have, the less financial aid that you get. But I guess I look at it as, uh, you know, if you do find yourself in that position, hopefully with the compound interest and the appreciation that you have in those bank accounts, maybe you can be in a position to subsidize, subsidize whatever you don't get financial aid wise. You're able to cover it with the amount of contributions and all of that you've been setting aside in those bank accounts.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: So, but it is definitely a, a balance because the more you have, the less they're definitely trying to get you. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, look, I, I look at it all the time. I look at it like, I'm not going to subsidize your lifestyle. So yeah. you're you going to have to pull some money out of there. <laughs> Somewhere to pay for this kid education. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, you know, I see every once in a while you see these stories pop up where people where parents are like buying property for their kids as a, you know, a, a way to kind of help them by building up their portfolio and having investments and things like that. So in property. So you do real estate. I do real estate. So If I were to be in the market to buy my sons a property, would that be a good investment in their future?
1: Absolutely. And it's different uh, scenarios that you can actually do it. Uh, Going back to what you said, as far as like, everything is a plan. You have to be strategic with everything. And going back to what you said, as far as when do we start that plan? We start as soon as you find out you guys are expecting And then you can fast forward and you can say, okay, if my child gets into school, uh, you know, we're thinking generational wealth, leaving a legacy. Okay, if they go to school, maybe with this nest egg that I have, we can put a down payment on a house. And so I know they're probably not going to want to stay on campus the entire time. So maybe we can get a property, uh, you know, right off a campus and what have you. And they can actually, with their friends, they can rent out the property and we're making money off of that. Once they decide, once they leave school, we can keep that as a rental or in that two year, four year time period, hopefully there's some type of capital appreciation there. And we made money off of that investment. They can take that nest egg and what they made off of the house. And they have a nice foundation or a nice start to life after school.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, you know what I, I, I give, all props to my, my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss him. He's, he's, he has since passed, but I'm sorry to uh, hear that. he was, he, and I'm not, I'm not sure how much he knew mm-hmm. he was setting his family up for this kind of, but he did exactly what you said. So my, my wife went to Winston-Salem state, mm-hmm. he bought a house, uh, not far from the school in Winston. Um, my wife was able to move into it out of her apartment that she was living in. She lived there. Um, I mean, they they didn't, they never rented it out. Okay. They, she just lived there okay. Uh, okay. and took care of everything. Okay. But when they, you know, when they decided that they weren't gonna go back to North Carolina anymore, they were able to sell the house and they made some additional money. But they saved on her paying rent by having a home down there that they can go down and visit. Absolutely. And not staying in yeah. hotels and things yeah, like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so they, 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 they didn't want to be landlords, but they, they took advantage of it in a way yeah. where they, they kept from having to have, uh, this additional charge on them every time they went down to North Carolina to visit her or visit family or, or whatever. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, and, um, you know it was just amazing to to, to see that because that's not how my family operates like nobody in my family had like i i never saw anything like that and i'm like wait this guy you know what i'm saying he never went to college uh but but he was he was always paying attention to everything and he knew what he needed to do in order to set his daughters up um to have something going forward and he did the same thing for his grandkids um once we started having kids, um you know <laughs> I know he was waiting for a long time, but once we started having kids, you know what I'm saying <laughs> he took he took the stock in the company that he worked for oh, wow. uh, they had given him stock and he gave it to the boys oh, wow. um, and so or to the to the kids. so at the time yeah. there were three grandkids, now there's four grandkids, but he split it up amongst the three grandkids okay. and all have stock in the company wow. that he worked for. Wow. um and those those kind of things are things that um oftentimes i feel like is not those are not things that we think about mm-hmm. um specifically in the black community as much as we should yeah like creating that that layer of you know maybe it's not for my benefit right now but it's for the benefit of my kids or my grandkids Yes, you know, and that was—it's just amazing to see that. So I, you know, I say that's—it's a, it's a blessing. My boys don't know how good they—they they got it. Having that, you know, there for them, yeah, pays for you know all kinds of little things here and there right now. But absolutely. um, would you say?
1: No, I say absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's always—it's so you know those kind of things are things that I think we all need to to, to consider and think about. Um so my next question to you is kids are expensive right that's not a question that's a statement but it's it's a very real statement kids are expensive um how do we how do we put money aside without putting ourselves in the poor house like (laughs) like how you know (laughs) You know, are we talking about making, we just eating ramen noodles while the kid got this money compounding, you know what I'm saying? Or are we talking about like, what are we talking about here?
1: Absolutely. Everything, uh, just like you say, everything starts with the budget. When I sit down with clients, you know, we assess, you know, what are the goals? What are the expectations? But the main thing is, what are the priorities? So if children are the priorities, we figure out what do they need? Uh, you know we think about groceries or we think about school we think about clothes we think about you know things like that and then we assess that those are the needs those are not wants like those things need to happen and so we assess what does that look like what does the mortgage look like what does the rent look like and we make sure okay we got to make sure that these categories are taken care of those wants like getting haircuts or nails done or going out to eat or vacations and things like that. Sometimes certain things may have to take a backseat. So we have to make sure that, and like I said, everything starts with the budget because the budget will uh, dictate the future decision-making. Right. Right.
0: That's interesting. You know, I I haven't been to the barbershop since before my kids were born. I started cutting my own hair um, now I cut their hair, I probably should cut it more often, but but you know what I'm saying, like, though, it, and that's not because I wasn't necessarily thinking that I shouldn't take them to the barber shop and save that money because if I, I could, I should be putting that $60 a pop aside, but it was really, um, for me, that was actually just one of those things where I was like, you know what, I can do this, they might not, they're not gonna get the newest, freshest. You know, I, they're not gonna handle no line. They're not gonna handle no designs. <laughs> like when they when they got money, they can go get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but it was important for us to think about those kind of things. And we were thinking about what we wanted to be able to do with the boys and for the boys, right? So, you know, being able to take them on a uh, a Disney cruise back in 2019 absolutely was. A really big deal for us. And I'm mm-hmm. glad we were able to do it when we did. Yeah. Ain't nobody yeah. going nowhere. Nowhere. Right yeah. now with the pandemonium yeah. going on. With yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, but it was, you know, and my youngest mm-hmm. was he was he was still pretty young. Um, so he wasn't probably fully experiencing that whole thing, but um, but I'm glad we were able to we had the money set aside, we were able to do it for them, and we we specifically planned for that event and set aside that money and not, you know, put it all on the credit card or, and ran up, you know, the credit card building and whatnot, what, whatnot. But that was something that was really important to us to, to do that. Now here we are uh, two years later mm-hmm. um, and really focused on now making sure that we were doing this before, but really like really ramping up things like the 529 plan, yeah. Yeah. ramping up things like, Um, their savings accounts Mm. you know one thing that um we did um i think it was probably it was 20 it might have been 2019 as well was my oldest um decided that he wanted to start a lemonade stand okay okay um and so uh we took the money Mm. so we invested in his lemonade stand right and then um then he had his lemonade stand. He made money, his money off the lemonade stand, and we put that into his account. But then we also gave him a little bit of money that he could keep on the side for a special item to purchase. So I think that's my version of like trying to teach him, uh, you know, financial responsibility. What would you say are some things that parents should think about as they're thinking about um, creating? environment where their kids are being financially responsible
1: yeah you actually hit it right on the head uh that would definitely be my recommendation as far as you know you really don't have to do anything different you just have to be more conscious in everything that's going on around you so i would say you know when you go to the store similar things that what you just said like if you go to the grocery store you know point out items to your child and say, "Hey, you know this box of cereal is four dollars," and you know you point out different things like that. Or this uh, apple is this, or you know this uh, this carton of juice is is this. And then as they get older, you can give them an amount. Like, okay, I'm gonna give you ten dollars. With this ten dollars, you can get as much as you can. What are you choosing to get? So you know you're teaching them the value of money, but then also priorities as far as okay I got ten dollars maybe I can get five things maybe I can get three things what item do I have to get and what other things are once like I I want to get this but this costs twenty dollars I can't get this so I really need this so let me get this so you know it allows them to you know fully digest uh personal finance as a whole so I would say uh you know just everyday things that you do the grocery store or uh, when you go to the gas station or you know just different things like that and then also different uh like I'm a big fan of Monopoly and of course it depends on you know their age to fully grasp everything that's going on with that particular game but I would just say everyday things like that and then incorporating some type of uh, board games and things like that.
0: Right. You know what, That as soon as you said that, you know, re- what I remember was the episode of the Cosby show where, uh, <laughs> where, uh, where his dad, where dad went in and talked to, to Theo mm-hmm. about, you know, he's like, I can live off of this amount of money. And, you know, dad gave <laughs> him the money. And I was like, Oh, you wanna you wanna go on date with girls? Like took all the rest of the yep, money; it was yep. all gone. I never forget that episode because I was like, yep. "Oh man, that, that's how it works, right?" Yep. So and yeah. <laughs> yep. yes, and the women do take all your money, all oh, of it. That's a straight flake saying that right now. For better <laughs> <truth>. <laughs> I love you, babe. Uh, <laughs> John said that. <laughs> But, um, uh, but yeah, but you know, and those and those kind of things are are I think that's a great a great point of being able to um you know had it the game of life monopoly, you know as as ways for them to, to start understanding um money, right, understand how um how we utilize money um every day and and put them in the mindset of, you know not being stingy with their money, but being realistic with mm-hmm. their money right and, and what what can this amount of money buy me and uh and not living outside of your means kind of thing so i think that's always um a really good uh good thing to think about tell me larry what would you say if anything are mm-hmm. some of the pitfalls of saving um yes that's a
1: that's a good one so i would say uh One thing that I always say is like everything goes back and I guess I have a common theme as far as the budget, but everything goes back to the budget, but it will be a lot of times people feel that after they finish spending, then they save, but you should save first and Mm -hmm. then you spend. And I think that's what throws us off a lot of times. A lot of times we're like, okay, we gotta take care of all of this stuff and we never save for ourselves or we never pay ourselves. How that works is we have to treat paying ourselves or saving like it's a bill. So if you wanna save $200, treat that as it's mortgage, it's rent, it's a utility and what have you. Because otherwise we just say, okay, we paid all of these people, what's left? then it's like, okay, I'll just take that. But then a lot of times what's left may be a small thing or it may be a bill that you forgot about. Gotcha. And then once that bill comes and it goes, you're like i don't have anything i'll try to save next month and it's like i'll try whatever's left i'll put in my savings account like you can't treat it like that you got to make sure you treat saving like a bill wow. so i okay. think that's my my biggest thing
0: wow. wow okay that's good that's that's good to remember like have that be in your line items of of things that you are paying out yep. that's how you essentially that's what it that's what it boils yep. down to right Wow. I, you know, I guess we never thought of, we should probably think about that in my house. Cause sometimes I feel like, I'm like, I don't know where the money go. I look at the, I look at the account. I'm like, man, this and that Amazon done got me again. I don't, you know, like, and then, and then you, on top of that, you also have those, those little things. And I forget, I forget the exact terminology for it, but um it's the, uh those bills that, are automatic that automatically come out, right? The ones you don't see. Yep. But there's a there's a specific name for those kind of bills and how they just like most of them, like elevated music, right? It fades into the background. You don't realize it, but you get nickel and dimed with a lot of those things, right? So you about Netflix, talking yeah. about you know, Amazon Prime, you know what I'm saying? Like they get hit with that bill once a year, it's like a hundred and ten dollars or something like that. Man, like whew, I forgot that was. Coming out this month, you know, Absolutely. those kind of things like the the um the the membership to the gym that you ain't been to in 12 months. Uh, <laughs> all those kind of things. And those are the things that you need to be cautious of, right? Because um, if you start doing the math, some of those things could add up to that money that you could be paying out to yourself right
1: exactly and that's one of the things that that's an exercise that i always give to my clients going over previous uh statements monthly statements because you see those items a lot of times like you said you forget those items and because it's, it's auto it's automatic but when you get your statement you're like man okay netflix i got hulu i got fubu I got HBO Max, I got Disney, and you got all of this stuff. And it's like, man, wasn't I trying to save right. and kind of cut the core? Cut the core, right? But all... I, I created five <laughs> other things that adds up to more than my cable bill now. Right, right. And so, you know, you look at things like that, or if it's vending machines, or if it's, uh, you know, just those little things, whether it's Starbucks, coffee, like everybody has some type of outlet, and you look and it's like, man, I went to. Chick-fil-A 10 times this month. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's an exercise that's always helpful because that will allow you to, okay, if I cut those things, I can save $50. I can save $75. And that can go here. That can be a savings. So that can be, that could be our cheat day. Right. But at least it's dedicated for, okay, we're going out to eat every other Friday. And that 70 to $5 I freed up is going to go towards that. Or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you can start making it a dedicated item versus just randomly money just going out and you have no idea where it's going.
0: Right, right. Wow, that's, I mean, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, so let me ask you this. What are some, in your professional opinion, mm-hmm. what are some things that parents should be, very cautious of spending money on as it relates to their kids especially early on with their children Uh, i would say we we
1: talked about it earlier as far as watching out what we do with the the birthday parties Mm -hmm. Uh, you know if they're if they're one do we need to uh you know rent out hotel rooms <laughs> and then out different event
0: centers and, and you're things speaking like to that. my soul right now because i'm telling my wife that yeah like they don't need a birthday party every year we ain't got to rent out spaces they ain't don't remember exactly. none of it like okay yeah so i would say you know definitely that and
1: uh you know i guess when it comes down to clothes as well uh you know i definitely hear about they've only worn this for Uh, you know, one time or they've only worn this for a month or what have you. So why are we doing the brand name this and this and that when they're only going to wear it one time or two times or it's going to be hand me down to, you know, someone. So I think it's, you know, items like that or events like that we definitely have to be mindful of.
0: Larry, I got clothes in my kids' closets with the tags still on it Mm -hmm. that they have grown out of never been one Mm -hmm. okay blows my mind i don't know how much it cost me (laughs) but i know it hurts me Mm -hmm. to look at the late the labels the the tags and you know my wife i love my wife she sometimes it's it might be walmart it might be she called a deal at children's place or something like that but when i see stuff with the tags still on it it ain't been worn and now the kids can't ever wear it that hurt my soul and my pocket clearly Cause <laughs> and you know but we but we have been and i think that's a, it's an interesting point about the name brands and stuff like that like honestly if it wasn't bought by somebody else my sons have they don't even know what a jordan looks like like I, they daddy ain't never own no jordans the only pair of Jordans has ever been in this house was a pair of um like crib shoes or whatever. Like they don't even they wouldn't even haul, but I was like, somebody then gave my son some Jordans, <laughs> and I think he wore them exactly once. Mm. Um, and now they're gone. They're yeah. all but we will not be buying that kind of stuff in this house. The kids, yeah. my son came home today mm. with an expensive uniform shirt on yeah. with uh yogurt all over it. <laughs> okay. Now, that ain't Polo, it ain't Ralph Lauren, but L, but uh, what is, it? what is it? LL Bean, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. the shirt is, the school yeah. shirts, yeah, they expensive, yeah. So, yeah. so he putting yogurt on that. Mm-hmm. He ain't about to wear no Ralph Lauren shirt to be putting yeah. no you know yogurt all over it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better wear that Walmart special. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that makes sense to me. So like staying away from. You know, throwing all of these lavish parties for your little kids, mm-hmm. and uh, not buying uh, expensive expensive clothes mm-hmm. for the little kids so they could be, you know, stunting in they uh, in they Air Force One. I guess people don't wear Air Force One no more. In their um, in their in their in their J's, yeah, you know one what I'm saying? Time, one, one time, time wearing yeah. one time, and then scuff them up. Yep. You scuff what? My, you should see. Anyway, I'm not gonna get it. That's a whole nother conversation, Larry. We can talk about that later. About how my kids are hard on some shoes. I've never seen. That's another reason. Whoo, yeah. Lord, they they hard on some shoes. My my little one drags his foot on his scooter, and the whole front toe of his shoe is flat. It's flat as my hand, like like kid. That's not how you're supposed to treat your shoes. So, so we will not be buying expensive expensive clothes and shoes in this yeah, house. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I could, I could definitely see how that could be problematic for people uh, spending that kind of money and not thinking about down the line, right? Like not planning for the future yeah. with that little thing, right? Like going out and buying a $100 pair of shoes versus a $25 pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. I wish they didn't cost $25 for little kids, but even that seemed like a lot of money to me.
1: And it uh, and it's not saying you know you can't ever do it, but you know once you once you switch that mindset, you know you start to think like man, that one hundred dollars that can go into their five two nine, or that can we can buy this stock and that. So you start to think about what else you can do with it, and so that'll start to change things. So it's not saying you can't, you know, you can't do this, or you can never throw a birthday party. You can throw. 50 million birthday parties but it doesn't have to be the most lavish birthday party. Right. right. You don't have to buy 20 25 gifts and they're really just worried about the wrapping paper. They really don't care about the gift. So, you know, that's we just we just have to keep those things in mind. Right.
0: Or the toy they're just going to play with one time. Like literally exactly. literally one time. <laughs> that hurt, that hurts my heart and yeah, my pocket. I was pocket gonna say it, sound, it well. sounds like a sore subject. You not even know. <laughs> It is that is oh man, I got stuff oh, again. No, I look around here right now, stuff everywhere. It's just like they use it one time, they, mm-hmm. they ask for it, and, it's, and it just sits there. So, yep. Yep, yeah, Yep. yeah. So, Larry, you know, I have another question, something that, um, you know, my wife and I have been talking about a little bit. And, um, uh, you know, we recently, a couple years ago now, we bought life insurance policies um and i wanted to know like what do you think about you know life insurance policies like what should parents consider as they uh go into the process of purchasing life insurance policies um you know is that a good is that an investment at all really i mean what and what is that and what does that mean for kind of investing in our future for our children Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Life insurance, it's, it's huge. It's one of those things that it's a very difficult conversation, but as I tell people, it's a a difficult conversation that I'd rather have Mm upfront than on the back end. Uh, You know, I definitely have a passion for getting rid of GoFundMe accounts and I'm sure you've seen, you know, the various GoFundMe accounts and things like that. And so I'm a big proponent of, as you, as you hear, I'm always talking about planning, planning is everything, but also, we have to look at life insurance as it's not about us. Life insurance is for our beneficiaries, It's for the individuals that are going to survive after us. And so we have to make sure that they're in a position to have the same standard of living. We just can't look at it as, oh, it's another bill or it's another expense or I don't gain anything from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like you said before, it's about us not being selfish. We have to make sure that our family is, taken care of in the event of something happening to us. Uh, everybody does it. It's something that we should definitely make sure that it should definitely be a priority in our community. And I think a lot of times we let that difficult conversation stop us from not moving forward with life insurance or hearing about life insurance and just saying, oh, we got time. We'll think about that when we get older.
0: Right.
1: But we don't take in consideration that when we get older, we have ailments, we have illnesses and things like that. And so we may be in a position then where we can't get covered because we have some type of ailment or it's more expensive. And so now it's definitely gonna be a bill that we don't wanna you know, consider because of its price. So it's definitely uh, a great uh, issue that you brought up and a great topic because I'm very passionate about that because that's another way to create a legacy, to have that lump. And to make sure that our children and our children's children are taken care of.
0: And uh, thank you for that because you know, I go back and forth about it all the time. like I, I, I didn't have a problem with getting the policy uh, personally. like I it never bothered me to say one day I might not be here, you know what I'm saying and I need to make sure that I, there's something that's going to help take care of my family. But I do worry that and I cannot remember for the life of me right now, what type of insurance life insurance plan that i have but like what is if you're looking for a life insurance policy what kind of policy should we be looking for because i know there's there's different kind and some of them actually don't help out that much and some of them you might as well i mean basically you just paying into something that might cover just enough kind of thing
1: yeah so there are uh different types of life insurance. Uh, There's term life insurance that span over a period of time that may be for 10 years, 15 years, even up to 35 years. And then there's also whole life insurance, which will last from the time that you actually purchase it until the age of 95 or sometimes 99. Okay. So that means that you have coverage essentially for the rest of your life. And so it depends. It's a case-by-case base. Of course, everybody doesn't fall in one category. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a big proponent of term life insurance uh, because I look at life insurance as in you only need it for a certain amount of time. If you had that lump sum right now, you probably wouldn't need life insurance. So if you had 500,000 now, If something was to happen, your family would be taken care of because that lump sum was there. But if everything couldn't be taken care of, a lot of times we would want the house paid off if something happened to you. We would want tuition paid for if you planned on doing that, all the debt paid off and things like that. So we may not have that lump sum at this particular point. But in 25 years with saving and investing, you may have that million dollars or 10 million or 500,000 or what have you. So if that life policy goes away, that's fine because you have that lump sum there with your retirement accounts, checking accounts and things like that. Gotcha. So that's why I'm a big proponent of term because I feel like you don't need to have that quote unquote expense for the rest of your life. You just need it for a temporary moment. If that's 10 years, 15 years, 20 years or what have you. Because what I do is I try to make sure that All of my clients have a plan. I'm not just going to put you in a life insurance policy just to do it. I'm going to make sure you have a policy and we worked out how much you would need at given points, but also you're saving and investing too. Uh, So in 20 years, once that policy goes away, you have amassed 500,000. So we don't need that policy anymore because we've saved and invested to put you in a position where your family will have that
0: lump sum. And then you can get a smaller term policy. It, and it, it, yeah, if you, it, if you it, want, gotcha. Yeah. That you know what? Man, see, learn something new every day. I learned a lot new today. So, but uh, but thank you for that. Um, that's good, that's good, good information, man. Cause uh, you know, we I like they taking my money. <laughs> I'm paying some paying this insurance policy. Yeah. I hope nothing happened to me, but at least I know that there will be something to cover something. Uh, whatever it is, it might not be the whole casket, but we might get part of the cat. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Well, thank you, Larry, man. That this has been great. Uh, these are some 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 great questions. Uh, thank you for. I mean, my questions. Thank you for answering my questions. Um, and I think that uh, it has been um eye opening for me to really get a better sense of um you know, how we can really put put our kids in a in a great place for their future, right? So they can, you know, have money that's that's working for them, um, and and being a place where um whatever they need we can have uh funds to access to be able to get them what they need. Uh, And not necessarily focusing on what they want, but what they need, right? Right. Right. Um so so, anything else that you think that parents should really consider? I know we talked about a lot today. Anything else that you think parents should really consider as they're thinking about um, creating a uh, a cushion for their for their children's future? Um, you know, putting them in a great place for for generational generational wealth. Anything you think we should consider as parents? No, I think we touched
1: upon everything. Uh my focus is always just remember to save as much as you can, but also make sure that you invest, make sure that you allow money to work for you and not you working harder for the money. And also I know as i become older, uh, just thinking about creating and leaving a legacy. So not just thinking about tomorrow, but thinking way down the road, thinking about what you can do with that. And then also, uh, not just for your children think about your grandchildren and future generations and so you know what you're doing now is you know brick by brick just building or in creating that legacy and so that's my focus and also that's my focus with everybody who I encounter and interact with like that's that's my purpose and prayerfully uh, my wife and I are in a position where we are currently trying. So I I'm, I'm praying that God will allow me to enter into the, the Father Club. So, you know, hopefully and prayerfully I I will be there soon. So I will definitely keep you posted.
0: Yeah man. I look it is uh it it, it has is is it's high moments and then it has his moments where you just can't help but laugh really because it's like man these kids is <laughs> on a whole nother level. Right. And um, and ultimately, you know, I just had a conversation uh, with another friend of mine. And the, and the reality of it is, is that what we're trying to do is put um, our kids in a place where they can be safe and secure. Um, and uh, and I was speaking um, with uh, Bishop James Izzard. Actually, that um, um, podcast came out recently uh and in that conversation he and i talked about how one of the most important things with being a parent is being unselfish right so as you are hopefully moving into that place of you know going down that path that's the one thing and i think you understand that as you as we sit here and talk about finances right is that it is all about you know taking those moments and really being um unselfish right we can't be selfish um in this in this and raising kids, we can't be selfish. That's and right. what we go out and buy for ourselves, right? We we are taking um, on the responsibility of of raising a, a little, little people who need us right. and need everything that we can give them in terms of resources. So, um, so Larry, thank you, thank you so much uh, for taking this time to chat with me tonight um, and talk a little bit about. Um, how we can handle finances for our kids. Um, and, uh, you know, if anybody out there has any questions uh, about this um, and you want to, you know, reach out to, to Larry or reach out to the podcast and then I can connect you with Larry, you can, you can email thedaddyconfessions at gmail.com. Um, you can hit me up, um, you know, on our anchor anchor.fm page and leave a little voice note and I can make sure that, that Larry gets that but I know Larry also has his own contact information if you want to reach out to him directly Larry how can the people reach you?
1: Absolutely you can reach me on social media you can reach me on Facebook uh, L Poteet Jr. and that's L P O T E A T J R or also on Instagram and it's the same L Poteet Jr. And also you can email me at Jr. at gmail.com. Cool. Thank you guys. Cool. And thank you so much, John. I definitely appreciate you. And I, I love this podcast. And I, of course, as you can see, I'm not anyone or anywhere near selfish. So I definitely appreciate the opportunity to share.
0: Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for for taking the time to be here. Um, you know, and it is a blessing you are a blessing to the people. I know they learned something from this uh, because there's so much to learn and so much to, to know about how we can, um, you know, help our, our our families be the best families that they can possibly be. So so Absolutely. thank you, Larry, so much for being here. Thank you for you know for reconnecting with me, man. It's 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 been a long time. It's been a long time for real. And too I, long. It's
1: been it. too long.
0: I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everybody for listening to Daddy Confessions. Peace. Thanks for listening to Daddy Confessions. Check out the show notes for more information about some of the things we talked about on this podcast and for how to reach me if you would like to be on the podcast. If you like what you heard, click subscribe, share it with a friend, and don't forget to give us five-star ratings and drop a review on your favorite podcast app.